So, Doyle. Yes. Uh, I hear you have a story about Chick-fil-A. Yeah, and it's not... It's not like super great, uh, but it's just the first time this has ever happened to me. It's, it's not super great. You're like, oh, I've got something to share. <laughs> I do because I never thought it would happen, so I just need to share it. Okay, what and whether is it? it's great or not is up to anybody listening. So I go into Chick Fil A and I have my normal experience. Uh, I had a free Chick Fil A sandwich, mm-hmm. which I get like almost every time I go Chick Fil A because they send me that. Like whatever the, the, the thing on the bottom of the receipt. I get that on every receipt from Chick Fil A. I know you always have one. And today I got it again with the receipt. But anyways, um, so I get get my sandwich, my free sandwich, no pickle. I get my waffle fry, medium. Mm-hmm. I get my large drink, half lemonade, half sweet tea, and I get it to go because I'm coming into work straight to work, and everything is normal until I get to work. And I open my sandwich, and I take a bite, and I thought it was awful. Really? And that's really my the story. And that doesn't even sound very good. Like the chicken was was gross. Was, oh, it was awful. And I and I really like Chick Fil A, and I've never like never would have in a million years ever thought like I'm not gonna go to Chick Fil A. I always pick Chick Fil A over like anything else that is like fast food. Right. If we're driving on a trip, I will always find a Chick Fil A. And go to a Chick-fil-A. But I never in a million years would have thought, man, Chick-fil-A, like, uh, I had this one experience that wasn't that good. Because Chick-fil-A is so consistent and good. Yeah. But I took a bite of my sandwich today, and it was really, I think there was more fat in my chicken than white meat chicken. And then there was a ton of grease in it. So, like, when I bit into it, I could feel the grease coming out of the chicken into my my mouth. But you went through the drive-thru, so you were No, I, I got out and walked in. Because the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A right there in Dice Hard is really long. That line is oh. always super long. So I got out and went in and got my sandwich. But but you didn't test the sandwich. Well, no, because I, I, right. yeah, I got it here. And I've never had a problem, so why right. would I test it? Mm-hmm. I, I, I took forever to like get my sauce concoction all together, too. Like my buffalo sauce, my Chick-fil-A sauce, mm-hmm. all mixed on a plate. And I took a bite, and I didn't even finish the sandwich. Dang. First time ever with Chick Fil A. If you were in the restaurant and you bit into it, and that's I would what take it back. You have taken it back. Yeah, it was that bad. W- would you be confident that them looking at it would have been like, "Oh yeah, that's not how the how yeah. it's supposed to be"? Because you can tell when you take a bite when you open up a, a fillet of chicken, you should be able to see because Chick Fil A d- is that kind of chicken. It's like that white chicken that's like a real chicken breast. Yeah. Their chicken nuggets are that way. Everything's that way, and it's always good. Uh, but this one, you could, you could like squish it. Hmm. You know, like it was almost transparent looking. Mm. Do you think maybe it was undercooked? <sighs> no, it was cooked. It was still crispy just, on the outside. I had no fatty. idea until I bit into it. Gross. So uh, this is not going to uh, change my judgment on Chick Fil A. Just gonna put that out there. <laughs> this will but not it was, deter. I I would future. never have thought that I would have ever had an experience at Chick Fil A that was bad. Yeah, and that's that. Welcome back to the Two Justins podcast, a show where coworkers and friends Justin and Justin talk about Seinfeld, soccer, and three random questions each and every week. That's right. We're back. It's been about three weeks, and uh, Justin, it feels good to be back potting. Yeah, long time. 
Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much has happened in the past three weeks that all kind of jam-packed into, yeah. into three things. No, it's been a really busy three weeks. Yeah. Last First time we recorded was a uh, few days before my wedding. Like four days. Yeah. On a Sunday night? No, it was a Saturday. Yeah. It was Sunday afternoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sunday afternoon. Man, wedding for you. Wedding, bachelor party, uh, honeymoon. How was it? It was good. It was really everything good. you would have expected. Yeah, I think everything everything went really well. I uh, was very pleased with with how the wedding went. And, Except uh, for your dad dropping a whole 12-pack 12, 12 of beer <laughs> in the parking lot. In the parking lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it wasn't even one of those Bud Light cases, oh, it was the unfortunately. One. Yeah. yeah, and then Bebmo, uh, Bebmo wouldn't uh, take back... A p- like when we went to buy it, the whole purpose of buying it from Bebmo was they had said that that you can buy it and return it. Um, what what is unused? So we were like, sweet, you know, we can return it, get some some cash back, even if it's opened, <clears throat> unopened, it has to be unopened. So if there's one beer gone, then you can't return right. eleven beers. Okay. Yep. So we we went and we're going to return it. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, that's a seven-day return policy. And we bought it, like, <laughs> two weeks before the wedding. So, like, there was no way that you we would have been able to. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, okay, we probably should have figured out figured that out sometime so before that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For a long time. Oh, man. Uh. All right. Well, we just lost, <laughs> like, a half hour of podcast. Gosh, dang it. I guess I'll keep it on this so we can see if something else happens. Yeah, might as well. I can pull up. So yeah. so it went from being a podcast to uh, we just kind of had a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, so uh, let's just recap real quick what we talked about. <laughs> let's just pull the points. Uh, I went to Vancouver, and uh, for the honeymoon, it was good. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We saw a show, uh, a couple of shows, and uh, our favorite was probably Macbeth. Uh, which was really fun. And Vancouver has this seawall that goes around the park and goes around some of the Bay Area. And so we took bikes and rode the seawall, uh-huh. and that was really good. Uh, and then you asked me what <laughs> was disappointing. <laughs> what was the worst part of Vancouver? <laughs> oh, man, I'm so bummed we lost oh, man, all of this I recording. Uh, so, yeah, the, what was what was a bummer about Vancouver is it felt like the food could have been better in general. Yeah. And uh, we think we think that, that some of it was uh, prohibited by cost. Things are really expensive in Vancouver, and, and uh, so it's probably really expensive to operate yeah. the restaurant. And uh, their specialties of, like, seafood stuff um, isn't really what we like generally. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But that was, that was basically Vancouver. And, yeah. Uh, then after that, <laughs> <laughs> talked about my baby. We talked about your baby. My third on the way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't even know. Third on the way. Third on the way. So you talked a little bit about yeah. uh, you guys going from two to three. Two to three. Uh, the and big this, two this, to three transition. Yeah, this the scare that it brings. My wife does a lot better at it than I do, but um, just the idea of being outnumbered and and not being able to uh, have man on man defense with our children. Totally. And then also, uh, just like the idea of throwing a, a third child into a almost like well-oiled 
machine machine of like handling like get our kids are the system we have in place is just really good <clears throat> and yes there's hiccups but throwing a whole third child in is going to change everything the way we travel the way we drive the way we count, go places what we bring with us the diaper bag has more things added to it like just so many things that are going to change yeah kids sharing rooms it's going to be a change her name's luella yeah i'll throw that in there yeah um, you threw that in there before but <laughs> now throw it in a second time. yeah we gotta make sure people hear yeah. but um still really excited and she's gonna be a fat baby which is gonna be dope little chubby <laughs> arms i just can't wait to squeeze them and squeeze them oh i love it um but yeah we're really excited mercedes has been this pregnancy <clears throat> has been really tough for her and so just the idea that it's going to be within you know nine days is really exciting for her um that's done over <laughs> yeah and she good. can like go back to being normal as far as like going to church can't go to church so yep uh, there's a lot of things that she's been missing out on for like nine weeks that has been really hard. So yeah, yeah, can't imagine. It'll be it'll be good, and uh, I'm assuming we'll be able to record once more before the baby comes. So yeah, that'd be great. Hopefully, it'll be right before and then right after. Yeah. So nice. That's it. That's yeah. The, that's the recap of the last thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we did move a little bit into some other follow up. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, qu- real quick, the other follow-up was that... Uh, Eden Hazard's brother. Or maybe brother. It is. Oh, it is. It is. Oh, you looked it up. I did. In the last two <laughs> seconds. I wanted to know. I did, totally forgot about it. I didn't remember my follow-up. Justin had to remind me. And then you looked it up after I, we already passed it While you were trying up. to fix everything. <laughs> and uh, Thordagon is his brother. He actually has two other brothers that all Dang. play professional soccer, which is... Really it's cool. Quite the soccer family. Yeah. If anybody remembers, Eden Hazard plays for Chelsea, played for Belgium. Thorgan Hazard also played for Belgium. Had no idea who that was. And I said, hey, maybe it's his brother. It is his brother. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is the follow up. The other follow up was uh, <clears throat> that our other co worker, also named Justin, wants us to record more often so that he has more things to listen to. Yes. And you <laughs> so. have more follow up. Oh yeah, my uh, other follow up was the Chews from Seinfeld. Yeah, so we so talked let's, let's about go the over Chews. that again, real quick. Yes, I think it's, we, worth, I think it's worth exploring. We talked about the Chews, <coughs> and uh, we were debating last time, thinking that it may not be mathematically advantageous, mm-hmm. or maybe some there needed to be a zero in it in order to, to try to it even right. it yeah. out. And it turns out, with just throwing ones and twos, that it is an even game. So the game goes. Uh, you, one person picks odds, one person picks evens. You can either throw a one or a two, and whether it's odd or even, the other person gets a point. Two out of three wins. Yep. So if you go through all of the versions of it, and let me just say, Justin was very skeptical <laughs> on the first pass of this. I was. But now he's in. He's down. He, uh, he gets it. I couldn't understand it. but So so basically what we did was we said, okay, I'm I'm odds, Justin's evens. That doesn't help if you don't under, don't know whose voice is who because we're both <laughs> Justin. Uh, but I'm odds, Justin's even. So if we both throw a one, uh, then evens wins, he wins. If I throw a one, he throws a two, then I win because it's a three. If I throw a two, he throws a one, I win because it's a three. But if I throw a two and he throws a two, then he wins. 
And so those are all of the possible hand combinations. Total wins would be two and two, which is a tie. Uh-huh. And so it's it's even odds. Yeah. Even odds. Yeah. So we finished with every time that rock, paper, scissors is brought up in a conversation, it's no, let's play. Let's let's choose for it. Yeah, let's <laughs> choose for it. Yeah. Just just to confuse people. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. So there you go. Recap the last 30 minutes. <laughs> Gosh dang. Uh, and we only did it in eight. What, uh, what are we doing here? What, <laughs> economical use of time. Uh, awesome. So we've got three topics. Uh, this week, I'm going to do the first topic. You'll do the second. I'll do the third. Are ready? you ready? I am ready. All right. First topic is house lights. What do you think about well, the lighting of your house or houses in general? Um... Like types or styles, anything I want. I, I don't feel like I can give you any more guidance. You can't. I have to figure it out as past I go. Past house lights. Um, <clears throat> Just wh- whatever comes to mind. What? Yeah. Because I've got the, some thoughts so, I can share. Yeah. That was so when we so I have a, a new build home. So we bought a house and built it, mm-hmm. and that was the one thing we did not opt to like upgrade in our home. Mm-hmm. We spent all our money like on our kitchen that we had allotted for up- upgrades when you buy a new home. <clears throat> but you can choose to like add add lighting in like your living spaces and you can choose different chandeliers than what you like have. And I was like, ah, like no big deal. Mm-hmm. We'll just like once we get in, we can buy some cheap lights and we'll like make it look better. And needless to say, we have like yet to do very little to the lighting yeah and it's super frustrating because uh the lights they give you in the house like the chandeliers that came with the new build are like those really bright like mm-hmm. no dimmer just like awful lighting for homes and we have a chandelier in the front front room where there's like a coffee nook and then we have a chandelier in our dining room table which is like in our living space and kitchen the the only thing we've updated in our house is i i the oh sorry the one only the only other option i upgraded was related to lighting was I put in the options for pendant lighting. Mm. I'm a fan of like pendant lights, like yep. the ones that hang. And we had like a bar in our house, uh, a wraparound bar. And I mean, you've seen it, yeah. but they didn't come with pendant lights. They just had the socket, like the, the accessibility put in. Yep. And we put those in probably a year after we moved in. But for a year we had no lighting like on our, on our, on our bar seating area. And then we never had a lamp in our living room. So every time you wanted to, like, have the have light in your living room, I had to turn on this dining room table chandelier, and it was mm-hmm. just bright, awful lights, super hot. Like, it makes seems like it makes the house really hot. Um, but even, like, in the kids' rooms, we have yet to put anything but the ceiling fan lights yep. in there. And then in our bedroom, we just – we don't ever use our bedroom light. We use, like, the bathroom light and have it, like, flood in because it's just too bright. Yeah. So – I think house lights are they make or break like with the way you feel in your home. Yeah. Like I I really like dim super dim like no lighting as little as possible to where I can like still see or read, but like I really like dim lights. I think it's more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um so the fact that like we just have these channels like we need to switch out our lights, we just haven't yet. So yeah. I I also hate speaking of house lights like lights being left on. So that's kind of a different route you could take with house lights, but mm-hmm. I'm super frustrated whenever like lights are left on. Like my kids, they leave lights on all the time. 
Fenway, when she gets angry, which is really weird, like if she gets mad and is throwing like a tantrum, she'll run all over the house and turn all the light switches on. <laughs> just then, to, well, to I, aggravate you? I don't think she knows that it aggravates me, but <laughs> I I go right behind her. I shut them all off, but then she just does it over and over. Like She screams, no, and like nails the lights and keeps them on. And um, I don't know why she does that, but um, yeah, I I like house lights. Yeah. As long as they're like the right lighting. Even like in the kids' rooms, like Fenway, she only has the ceiling fan light. And if we turn it on, it's so bright that her room gets hot. Yeah. You know? I don't know if that's suffice. But Yeah, no, that's good. I, I um uh, yeah, I, I think house lighting is uh important and nice. Uh I'm a big fan of of all of the color temperatures matching, yeah. you know. The whole house. The whole house. Uh, like if you turn on one light and then turn on one next to it, they kind of like blend. Yeah, yeah. The 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 you know light that's being emitted from the bulbs. Yeah, matches one another. I prefer it to be that. Um, yeah, that warmer. Uh, you know, all of mine are LEDs, but I prefer that warmer look. Like cozy. Yeah. I I was really so for our bedroom light. It is a ceiling fan with, like, three lights on it that we bought when we moved in. <clears throat> but they're really bright. So I went to the I went to Home Depot, and I bought, like, you can buy, like, dimmer light bulbs. Yeah. But you have to have a dimmer switch. Mm. And I don't have a dimmer switch. And yep. I bought these dimmer light bulbs. I was like, oh, man, these are going to be great. Like, then we can actually use our light in our bedroom. It'll be, like, a nice, temp- a nice better lighting to, like, hang out in. And I got them all screwed in and i went and flipped my light switch on and i was like oh still so bright what the <laughs> heck and uh, uh super frustrating but yeah i'd like to get phillips hue light bulbs for like, like my whole house are those like the edison style bulbs no they're uh they're the smart bulbs so you can you can program them but do you have to have some kind of switch uh no not, not I think I think they just need power and then on your phone you can tell them what Each you want bulb? them to do yeah so like you could say you could have one be the the lamp in your in your bedroom you could have one be uh you know you could have all of the ones in your be- bedroom separate from one another if you wanted to and you could say every night at eight o'clock turn on the the lamp light in For the bedroom real? and are those er- expensive. Yeah. Each bulb, probably? It, it'd probably be a couple grand to do my whole house. But you're, like, considering it? Not not genuinely. I just would love to. And Even just and to buy, like, three of them and have them somewhere. You can have it mimic the sunrise in your room. Oh, I've seen that. With the lighting. So the lighting lights like up the room. Like you're not abruptly, like, yeah. waking up. And, and it will do it, like, with the sunrise oh, that's in so real awesome. time. Man, that's nuts. And then they're all you can get fully color changing ones too. So so you could have everything like all the ambient lights. Yeah. Like you could say watch a movie and you could have things in the whole the whole living room kind of go into like a blue purpley glow, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you can still see but it's not as it doesn't feel like yeah. it's yeah. interrupting your ability to watch or the like movie. have glare or nothing like that. Yeah, exactly. Man, that's awesome. I they're did not cool. Know. They're so cool. Man. So, yeah. That is, how much is it per bulb? So I think a starter pack comes with like four or five bulbs and a home base station. 
and the base station, like they all communicate to the base station. I think the base station communicates to the Wi-Fi for mm-hmm. your phone. And <clears throat> the uh, base station, I think, can have up to like 75 bulbs or something hooked mm-hmm. to it. And I think it's like 200 bucks for the starter pack. Do the bulbs go out like normal bulbs? No, they're LEDs. So, oh, so, they're, okay. so yeah, they, they go out like normal LEDs, but okay. but they'll last a lot longer than like a fluorescent. Yeah. Like a compact fluorescent. So, or incandescent. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's cool. That'd be sweet to have all those. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I just got on the outside of my house, I built <clears throat> like this wooden frame on my wall strings lights from like my house to the frame and then back and forth mm-hmm. all the way across and they're like those dim they're not like edison bulbs but they're i don't know they're leds but they're really dim and mm-hmm. i don't know they're like really outdoor, warm yeah like outdoor lighting yep. like just to bistro hang. lights yeah yeah and i love them I sometimes at night just turn them on. And I go stand out there and water my grass, but I have sprinklers. <laughs> just go stand <laughs> there and <laughs> oh, stare nice. at the lights. This is nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it, I'm a big fan of creating like environments, uh, you know. And I feel like yeah, when I sit down at my computer in my evening, I don't turn on the mm-hmm. light in the room. I turn on my little yeah. uh, lamp, and it you know that's all the light I need in my yeah. office at, at at night. Yeah, is Katie the same? Yeah, yeah, she. Uh, she has a lamp on her bedside table, and that's mainly what we use for light yeah. at nighttime. So aside, aside from this conversation, is your old house, like, different that Katie's moved in? Um, Quite a bit is different. So we put up a big uh, decorative wall uh-huh. uh, that, that turned out really well. Is it downstairs? Yeah. yeah. Like in the living area? Mm-hmm. And, uh, here that I'll, whole wall? Yeah. Like, yeah, and we moved the pictures that that we had put on there just just like a month ago. Uh, we moved those pictures, or moving those pictures upstairs. There you go. So that's what it looks like now. Oh man! So it's got like four picture frames. And yeah, that's then nice. Have some floating is shelves. That, is the front door to the left? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, and yeah. So we got that lamp there now, and, and that and chair. And or is that chair always there? No. Nope, yeah, that's a new chair. Cool modern looking Art Deco yeah, that's style nice. chair. Yeah, it looks good. You hang all that up. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh man, I was getting so frustrated. I bet. Just because everything just has to like, you want everything to be level, and then you're oh, trying to so get annoying. the same yeah. gaps between all of the picture frames and like. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But turned out well. Man, sweet. Yeah. So, what's your topic? So my topic is debt. Hmm. And reason being is because I've always admired you as a person with debt and like your, your, the way you handle debt from what I've learned over the past years. So yeah. No debt. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know where to begin. Me and Katie just started our first married budget. So that's pretty exciting. Did you create that, or together did you create it, or did you kind I, of take? I, I had lead? envisioned creating it together, but she really did not. Does she not care? Want to? <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Can you just do it?" I'm like, "Okay, but I, but you have to look at it before it's like done. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You have to have." And she thing. did. Yeah. All so, good. Yep. 
So she was fine with all of it. But yeah, yeah, I think that's just something, um, you know, I've, I've, I've paid off all of my, my undergrad loans just a couple of years out of, out of school. And to do that, you lived with your parents. Yeah. I mean, li- you did. Lived with my parents um, and was just big old chunks, you know, $1,000 plus a month. <clears throat> unless, I, unless it was the month that I bought a Switch or something like that. <laughs> you know, S- certain months like that, it, was a, it ended up being less. But, uh, yeah, no, I, it's, it's something that I want to be kind of fanatical about just because I know that less debt equals more options. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that in our married life, Katie and I are going to try to do more of very intentionally of Mm -hmm. try to get out of debt as fast as possible. Yeah. I I don't know. I just want to maximize my options at as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. Not being tied down. Yeah. Having the freedom to, Say, if we want to make a change, whatever that is, if we mm-hmm. want to move across the world, if we want if we want to have kids uh, and Katie wants to stay home until they're old enough to go to school or <clears throat> whatever, you know, whatever life change, yeah. you know, minimizing debt, eliminating debt means that the equation just changes. Yeah. Like the financial component to the problem or not even problem, the opportunity isn't, isn't really a factor. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, it's not, it's eliminating the finances from the decision making matrix yeah. or at least eliminating the stressful side of it. You know, you, it might be deciding to make less of an income to have more freedoms mm-hmm. elsewhere but that that's a decision that you can only make if if you aren't yeah beholden to you yeah. know your income. So yeah, that's that's I don't know. That's yeah my thoughts. That's good. I'm very similar. I think about our debt too. When you're talking about Katie, Mercedes is the exact same way. As far as like she honestly, no joke. Uh, since we've been married, which is going on five years, or we're in our fifth year currently, uh, she has never once, like, looked at her budget. Oh, wow. Like, she has no care in the world at all. Yeah. Um, she, I remember when we first got married, um, she came into the marriage with more debt than I had had. I had only had uh, my school loans. Um, and she came in with some debt, like a car and uh, a few credit cards and stuff. And um, I made the decision to, like, pay it off similar to, like, your student loans, like, big chunks. Like, we're just going to take all this money and throw it at it and get rid of it. And I just remember in the moment her being like, well, do we really need to, like, take that much and put it into there? And, you know, but then she didn't really care either. So she's kind of like, I think she wants to know where we're at, but she doesn't care to look at it. Or, like, every month she doesn't, like, sit down and look at our bank account and be like, okay, well, like, here's this and this and this and this. Right. Um I think she kind of just lets me do it and trusts it. Yeah. You know, and it's worked out. Like, we don't, we're kind of in the same boat as you as far as debt. I don't have paid off my student loans. Um, but the only other debt we have is a house and a car. Now, a car, which is very unfortunate. But yeah. I, it I is hate, unfortunate. I hate car payments. All too, like, when we first got married, I paid off her car. 
<clears throat> like as soon as possible. Yeah. Because I hate, I just hate paying for a car. And I never had a car payment my entire life. This is the first car I bought ever. So I agree <laughs> with you. Like the far, as far as having like no debt and having more freedom, like I think like Mercedes is a stay at home. Well, she works here at the church, but yeah. it's, it's like it wouldn't, it's not a need, you know, like she does it because she loves it. Um, but the ability to have no debt and then be able to say like, well, you can stay at home or, you know, being able to buy a house and like know that, I don't know, it's just different when you don't have other debts like that, like yeah. credit card debts and all those different things. So, Cool. Well, let's move on to uh, topic number three, shoes. Shoes? Shoes. <sighs> Man, I wear the same shoes every day. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I feel uh, very loyal to my shoes. You run through sh- like, like crazy. <laughs> Converse. Yeah, Converse. Um, yeah. So How I old's that pair that you're wearing right there? This is from uh, December. Yeah. That, so, that looks like a, a yeah, four-year-old pair of shoes. I think I go through two. two I probably do because they're getting like the inside. The sole is gone. Yeah. It's like all wrinkled up at the top. They're all discolored. Yeah. It's like sweat stains. And usually my toe... The toe is gone by now. Yeah, usually you, your toe's poking you out through the, <laughs> through the bottom. Through the bottom. That's where I know I need new ones because I'm standing on stage with <laughs> your toe, my toe poking my out. My toe showing through the bottom. Here, funny story about shoes, real quick, before I go into all the shoes I own. Uh, when I lived in Kentucky, I wore Converse too. And before I moved home, I had like a raggedy pair of Converse that were just torn. But I didn't want to buy a new pair. And a, a church, a church member bought me a pair of shoes <laughs> and gave them to me. It was like, Hey, I know you're moving back to Phoenix. Here's a pair of shoes. Your shoes look pretty messed up. And they like signed the inside of them. And I still own, I still own them. They have th- those shoes that they bought are totally torn all around and I actually wear them to the gym because they're really torn and messed up. But yeah, I feel really loyal to shoes and I, I don't ever want to like stray from like one style. Yeah. So I've, I've worn, <clears throat> since I was younger, I've always worn Vans. Vans were like my go-to shoe, just plain black and white ones. And then like four or five years ago, I kind of got into high-top Converse. And now those are my go-to. Yeah. I have, if I think about all the shoes I have, I really only wear, uh, I wear high-top Converse. I have a pair of like old-school Vans, just the p- black and white ones. And then I have a pair of flip-flops rainbows that i wear <laughs> around the house mostly and then i have a pair of golf shoes that are that i wear to golf in and then i have a pair of like dress shoes and you've seen them <laughs> yeah oh i've seen them <laughs> i've had the same pair of black dress shoes for they were in my wedding they were <laughs> and i wore them in the residency oh yeah that was my first pair of dress shoes i ever bought because in the residency we had to wear like that one time we had to like get dressed up for we went on stage with don when he introduced us yeah and I didn't own any. I didn't own any dress shoes or dress pants or anything. And I bought these gray <laughs> dress pants that I still wear every Your Christmas. Only pair of <laughs> My only pants. pair of gray dress pants. So, yeah. And I don't know. Maybe similar to like you and socks. If you refer to the first episode, Justin's a huge sock person. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just like once I find a pair of shoes, I just like I, I envision myself wearing high top Converse probably. As, as long like forever i don't ever plan on not wearing them and i think and mercedes she would say that too i think if you asked her i think it goes with like my clothing style as well i've worn yeah. the same kinds of clothes since i was like in elementary school 
<laughs> it's never changed. <laughs> so I've always worn just like jeans and bands or Converse. And I wear black a lot. I really like yep. black. Um, so I think like the Converse is like, well, I'm always going to wear black and stuff. So I'll just wear the same. So it always matches. Yeah. And it's funny because people like it becomes almost like an identity of like not an identity thing, but like people just always assume that I'm wearing Converse. Yeah. And I don't know if that's weird to think about, but but I really like shoes. I used to have Converse that I wore all the time. and Red. Uh, I've got some, yeah, the red ones I really, yeah. really like. Uh, I had some high tops too. Black and white? Yep. And, uh, man, they just kill my feet now. Are, are you flat footed? Are they flat footed? I forget. They the, don't have an arch. Yeah, they do don't they? have an arch. Yeah. Uh, I'm not flat footed, but I, I feel like I just pamper my feet. My yeah, feet yeah. are very dainty. <laughs> uh, I, I buy them good socks. I, I don't. They can't be in a converse. I don't run around barefoot. <laughs> I'm not going to tear up my feet. Uh, they're soft. They're smooth. They're silky smooth. Like yeah. my dad. Your feet are like my dad's feet. My grandfather's feet. Like all like calloused and yeah. You know, my, my dad's poor toe. He's got one toe that just like <laughs> has no nail anymore. Oh. It's just been ripped off so many times. So it's just like skin. Yeah, it's it's skin and like this little gross like toenail <laughs> that's like barely a toenail. <laughs> uh, but my feet are like immaculate. I could yeah. be a foot model, except for the hairy toes. My toes are. You have hairy kinda, toes and feet, or just toes? Uh yeah no it goes straight down the foot and then onto the the big toe yeah my feet are so hairy yeah hobbit yeah. feet awful <laughs> I mean I don't care but I noticed the other day one of my toe hairs is like probably like a good inch dang just that one hair so I don't know if I should clip it or that's just pretty, it. it's pretty long <laughs> it's no joke it was all wiry and weird looking <laughs> so I don't know if I should get rid of it or not but oh man yeah you always have comfy looking shoes though. What happened was a long time ago, I used to be able to wear any shoe. And then I bought a pair of Nike Reacts, and it was the most comfortable shoe I ever wore. Yeah. And I wore it for yellow and gray. Yellow and gray. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I wore it for a really long time, wore, wore them down to just nubbins on the, on the bottom. Uh-huh. And when I went to go replace them, Nike had discontinued the reacts Mm -hmm. and so i bought a different pair of nikes not the same did not work they were not nearly as comfortable this was like a year ago uh two years ago so when i when i discontinued them that was like three years ago when they when i when i needed to replace them but you were wearing the yellow yellow and gray ones when i was on staff here uh maybe that was when i started to replace them okay okay uh because eventually yeah of uh I, I was definitely wearing them when I first started working here because me and the guy that hired me bonded over our mutual love for Nike Reacts being the most comfortable shoe we've ever worn. And Is that Mike? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I should have learned right then because he, he said that he had two pair just in case. And uh, so I, I ended up, at some point, I got cement on them. And they're just done. Like, there's no turning Do you back. you still own them? Uh, no, I, I finally threw them away. Uh, poor guys. But then that launched me into the journey of trying to find shoes to replace them. And in the meantime, I just wore regular shoes, mm-hmm. just any shoes. And, like, I developed such foot pain. Like, I'm on my feet so much. Yeah. And I developed such foot pain that, like, only recently has it fully subsided. Mm-hmm. 
Um, from those shoes? And so the pair of shoes I'm wearing now are the ones that I finally found to replace the Nike Reacts. They're Under Armour Sling Rides. They're incredibly comfortable and lightweight. And I now own four pairs of them. Really? I own th- this black pair. I uh-huh. own two gray and pink ones. And then I own a, bl- a gray and blue one. I have never seen you wear the other ones. You haven't? You you have. You just haven't seen it. The gray and blue ones were the first ones I, I bought. Okay. And then the, the these are the most recent ones. Yeah. Um, they look really comfortable. Yeah. These ones I bought. I was in the Under Armour store, and I didn't need new shoes. I, I just was walking by. I was like, oh, I'm going to go pop in. And they were on clearance for like 40 bucks. I they was are. like... All right, I'm just going to get another pair. Like, so do you, you I can't have out? enough of these. You I, switch them out. I rotate them. I tried to never wear them two days in a row to try to keep keep them lasting as yeah. long as possible. Yeah. But the gray ones are, are kind of near the end of life, the gray and blue ones. Yeah. So. I've never seen the gray and pink ones. You know, those are the ones you really like. Those were, those were the first ones that you noticed that you're like, I really like the, those ones. The first pair you got was through a friend, right? The discount? Uh, or through a friend a family o- originally that's what i i wanted but i've never been able to take advantage of that Gosh and i've dang. been too embarrassed to <laughs> to bring it back up again man that was brought up to me too and i feel like i should try and figure that out yeah because i always look at those shoes and i'm like man they look so comfy it is like one of those things where you mention it and they're like oh yeah yeah that'd be great just send it over and you send it over and you never hear anything back and you're like do i say something like ah like yeah. did it fall through yeah. like i don't want to bring it up yeah. like Maybe I should invest in some of those. So yeah, you could st- like if you can find them on sale, like like they're great. Yeah, they're really great. Yeah, our Super boss wears those too, and he loves them too. Yeah. All right. Before we jump into the Seinfeld and soccer sections, mm-hmm. uh, we just wanted to uh, throw out there. Hey, if you're listening, uh, I'm at Justin Bogus on Twitter. I am at just doily. Just doily. <laughs> Sounds weird, but Doyle was taken. <laughs> <laughs> Super irritating. Yeah, and uh, we'll put that in the in the show notes. Also, you could follow us at at two underscore Justins uh, on Twitter. Tweet at us. Let us know a topic that you want us to talk about. And uh, we'll throw it in into the random topic section. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd, that'd be really fun. Yeah. Now to the best part of the podcast. Yeah. Now to <laughs> <laughs> now Seinfeld and soccer. All right. Seinfeld episode four. Seinfeld episode four. This is this is I feel like a, a pretty classic. This is a, a pretty good one. Yeah, it was <clears throat> when I was watching it, I was like in my head thinking, man, I thought this was a newer episode. Yeah, I didn't remember this being, being that so old. early. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was like everything you'd want from a sample episode. I think it was great. I think my, not my favorite part, but the I just wrote in my notes when I was watching it. Um, I thought the opening bit by Jerry was really good. Which, which one's that? It's the, the one where he's talking about, um, because this episode is all about Jerry having this friend who... Right, he's got he a childhood friend. That wants to hang out all the time. And he never initiates, but the friend... Always. Always does. wants to hang out. Yep. And, yeah, he doesn't like hanging he's out He's trying to figure out how to get out of hanging Almost out Almost like breaking him. up with him like yeah. you would a girlfriend or whatever. Um, so the opening bit for the Seinfeld was about men, men working and how men like working. 
Oh, uh, yes. That's and, a great bit. And uh, just all of his things about, like, men love to watch other men work, but don't actually work. Right. You know, they just like to stand there and, <laughs> and watch, but, like, oh. Oh, looks using, like Phil's... Using a Phillips uh, <laughs> and he like, And he talks about, like, other men always look out their windows and, like, hey, what's Billy doing over there? And then <laughs> I, better, I better go over there, see what he's doing. <laughs> so I just thought, just to start off the Seinfeld part, I thought if you haven't watched the, the fourth episode, that opening bit is really, really funny. Um, and I think super accurate, too. <laughs> Mercedes told me the other day that I always do that when I am standing in our coffee nook in the front of our house pointing out people's yards and new plants they put in <laughs> new plants they put in so uh, so you you relate to it I do relate to it yeah so I thought that opening bit was was really really good and then the other thing I noticed in this episode which maybe maybe this is the error on my part because I thought it was a newer episode than being old but Kramer's idea for a pizza place i know that that uh, felt make, I, I was like, like man this has to be this newer. Is classic and i tried to look it up like how many times about about kramer creating a business about pizza pies and i think maybe it it, it, it struck something in my memory because when he answers his phone he says kramerica mm-hmm. which kramerica comes up in the future way future right when he has an intern <laughs> <laughs> Great <laughs> America Industries. So the fact that that came up, maybe I was like in my head, like he starts talking about the pizza place to make your own pie, and I, I could have swore. Yeah, people making their own pie. Yeah, sticking their hands <laughs> in the oven. It's all supervised. It's all supervised. But I wrote in my notes before I thought about it. Kramer, a pizza place where you make your own pie. Beginning of many references. So I'm, in my head, I think I thought like, "Oh, this is the first time he brings up his making his own pizza," but I don't think it. It's now, definitely the first of the schemes of all of his like yeah. side side businesses. Yeah, but I don't think he mentions pizza pie again. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. I guess we'll find out. Such a good episode, though. It is the way that his friend talks to that waitress. I know about the. The turkey, <laughs> if it's a real turkey or if it's a turkey roll, because he won't eat turkey roll. <laughs> won't eat turkey roll. He's, He's like, so what weird. kind of person talks like that? <laughs> uh, and that's when he tries to break yeah. up with them. But yeah, it's a good episode. Do Do you relate? Do you have uh, friends in your life that like, you know, maybe you care about them, but they want to talk and hang out a lot more than you're like, or they always seem to call you at the at least convenient times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Um, currently, there is one that texts me all the time, mm-hmm. and I always respond with one word answers. Mm, that's rough. Yeah, if he listens to this, he probably will know that it's him that I'm talking <laughs> talking about. But yeah, is I, it uh, me? <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, no, that's tough. Like uh, I, I have, I have some friends. Uh, Try to be vaguer than you. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. If you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's not that I don't care. It's just that I'm busy. Uh, I, I have some friends that like uh, require more emotional energy mm-hmm. and always seem to want to call and talk for long periods of time on like Saturdays. <laughs> and I'm like, like man, I'm I'm working right now. Like I've got 15 minutes. Like yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. you can. And uh, so that that's always tough. Um, 
you know, you try to be nice, you try to be loving, but but there there are just like it is just one of those things too where um you know, over time some of my closest childhood friends like I don't stay in touch with them yeah. very much. Yeah. Because you know, people change, interest changes and you, you find yourself closer to other people than than yeah. you did, you know, previously. Yeah. I, I had I had a friend uh, who's who's one of the like a family friend friend you know like yeah. a friend of of similar age that's like you've known the family yeah. for a really long time and all of the kids are friends with one another, um, but several years ago, um, him referred to me as his best friend, and it's like like thanks man I'm glad that you like like feel so well bonded yeah but. Uh, yeah, like we haven't talked in like four years before yeah. this, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, so you didn't reciprocate, <laughs> <though>. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like it's like I've got people in my life I talk to like every day. Uh, yeah, you know, and so and then part of you feels sorry. Yeah, that they don't have a friend. You know, yeah. that they feel as close to as you do with like your other friends, and so yeah. you want to try to make time, but then it's it's, it's hard, much, and really only got time for like four or five friends yeah i'm on an emotional level yeah yeah i feel the same as you I, I have a lot of friends from high school that i legit think i only talk to like one one friend from high school like on a regular basis and that's just because we both play soccer still yep on the same team yeah but if it wasn't for that i don't know i don't think i talked to really anybody yeah i've got a couple of friends that i talk to often and hang mm -hmm. out with often from high school yeah um but one of them's Christian. Yeah, you know, I went to college with him too, and he's the best man in my wedding. Yeah, and the other one was Nathan in my wedding. Yeah. Um, but I guess Travis is from high school yeah. too. Yeah. So I guess I got quite a few from high school. Yeah. But 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 I didn't. I w didn't have any classes with any of them. So like already we were hanging out out outside of because Nathan was a grade older, Christian was two grades younger. Yeah. Travis was a grade older and went to Mountain Ridge. So, so you knew him from church, uh, Travis. I knew Travis and Christian more. Or Travis from church, Christian from church, and then from theater, and then Nathan yeah, from theater. Yeah. So we had common interests outside of being physic in physical proximity. Yeah. To begin with, um, but of those like physical proximity friends, um, the ones that I spent the most time with, uh, just on a daily basis in high school, because we were in all of the same classes. Like I've known those guys since second grade, third yeah. grade, and uh, I I only see them like once a year at fantasy yeah. football draft, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. and like I was in one of their weddings, <clears throat> and like I feel bad, but like I didn't know I didn't know where I would put, you know, ten more invites. Yeah, uh, it's interesting how that happens, like over time. Yeah, um, just the way your friends change as far as how much you hang out with certain people or talk to certain people. Definitely. Based off of interests or physical proximity. and Yeah. Yeah, I have I have two friends that I worked with in Kentucky that I got really close to. Um, one of them I drove to and from work every day, which is a 40-minute drive every mm. day for, like, the whole year and a half. So I got super close. Um and then he ended up moving to, to Kansas, and I moved back to Phoenix. And for the beginning, like, when we both moved, we called each other, like, once a week 
mm-hmm. to talk and like he was a, he took a senior pastor role so he was just in a whole new world and now we talk maybe like once every two or three months so it's yeah. just weird like and i don't ever text him or talk like it's so it's just weird like how you can be super close to somebody for like a long period of time and then just out of like over just like a couple months it can easily just like yeah kind of deteriorate and this is what people stay for that tune into the Seinfeld up. Ep- <laughs> yeah, see, it isn't always just about Seinfeld. Yeah, see, if you stick around for the Seinfeld portion, you might get some real life experience. Experience. Yeah. Not that you care, but <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, good. So next, uh, next recording, episode five. Episode five. Of Seinfeld. Season one. Season one. Uh, this season's a little short too, so we might get through this season pretty quickly as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's only, what, 10 episodes? Compared to the normal. 22 or yep. something? Yep. All right, and now we're on to the final uh, bit of business, Yeah. and that is the soccer portion. And so for, for soccer, um, I guess we can do a briefest of brief recaps. Not even recap, just thoughts, end of the World Cup, mm-hmm. France winning, kind of from the way the last couple of games played out seemed pretty inevitable oh yeah so they killed it in the last even though we games. completely did not pick them in our in our picks no, leading I, up to i had them losing like way back <laughs> <laughs> well even in the last podcast like we oh yeah we, still didn't <laughs> we didn't even have them in there uh yeah. shows how much we know yeah but yeah it was good i thought france yeah they did well yeah I mean, they fought hard for it and they're physical and yeah, uh, and you feel bad for for Croatia, but it it seemed like it was always an up uphill climb, even to make it that far. Like they should be proud that they made oh, yeah. it up, all the way there. I mean, they they fought some big like countries that should have been up there. And who got did they did it in the World Cup? Do they do man of the like a, a player of the World Cup? I'm just curious. I think it was someone from France because France won. All right, so. Best young player was Kylian Mbappe. Oh, he's so good, though. Yeah, he's he's really good. Uh, the golden ball was Luka Modric. Yep, that's what I must have seen. Eden Hazard. Yep, Eden Hazard. Was and, the silver. And then Griezmann was yep. the bronze. The golden boot for most goals uh, was Harry Kane. And then Griezmann with four. Mm. Lukaku also with four. Yeah, I think they'll be good in the future. They're a young team, just yeah. like USA. Which, to segue into the yeah. future, we want to talk about the future of U.S. soccer. Man. <laughs> yeah, future's Exciting. bright. Yeah. Future's bright. So basically what we want to do is uh, just kind of share some few thoughts here as we're probably looking to wrap up because yeah. we're uh, actually a half hour at least longer than the record time shows <laughs> since we had to go back and re-record. Yeah. Um, the... YouTube link. There's a YouTube link to a playlist in the uh, video description, or, or sorry, in the podcast description. There, there, there will be one. That link leads to a series of videos uh, called "Rising" mm-hmm. on the U.S. Men's National Team YouTube page, and it uh, is, I think, 13 videos. I think yeah. it's like 11 different players that it's outlining. And then there's two overviewing. like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, just uh, yeah, like 11 players that they're overviewing, yeah. and then like two promo videos yeah to bookend it and uh yeah it just uh i think it does a very good job of highlighting uh some 
star talent, star level talent yeah. in in the young American soccer players and future's bright. Twenty twenty six World Cup is here. Yeah. And uh most of the core that is outlined in that will be right in the middle of their yeah. prime, twenty six, twenty nine in that range yeah. of age yeah. for home soccer. So uh maybe a little early, but World Cup win uh, USA 2026. Well, and there's a World Cup in between that. So hopefully yeah, so some hopefully of these players will be really good experience going into that. Even if they don't play a lot, like getting to be on the first team and be a part of a World Cup team. Totally. would be really cool. Um, I really like the videos, how they weren't just about who they are now as far as like where they play. But also how, where, just how where they, they came there. from. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it's cool when you can look at a player and just – talk to the coaches from see what the coaches had to say about those players from when they were young and just what set them apart um so yeah i thought the videos were. why don't you pick why don't you pick two to just highlight and i'll pick two um you you can go first and then we'll just give some thoughts on those individual players uh and this is just a hype podcast right now (laughs) this is is just to hype some players yeah to get excited I think two two players that stuck out, the first one being um, Carter Vickers. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 20 years old. He has like a, not dual citizenship, but his mom was... British. His mom was British. His dad was from, Ad- not Atlanta, Louisiana Maybe, or something. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere in the, in the south. south. And he played basketball overseas uh, after playing two seasons in the NBA. And yeah. he went overseas and um, met... Carter Vickers' mom, and then he lived in London his entire life. Was it London? In in Europe. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. He's born on South End on Sea. <laughs> yeah. So England. British so names. he lived in England mm-hmm. his entire life, but then for summers would visit his dad <clears throat> in the Americas. And, yeah, I think just him being brought up in England and having that, that side of – not just being brought, not that America's bad in their developmental leagues, because obviously these player, a lot of these players came through American leagues, but I think there's a difference coming from England. Just yeah. the mindset and the the way you're trained is different over there. The speed of play, the strength, the endurance, the physicality, it's just different. So I think having that on his side of like, hey, I grew up in England and played for these um, English clubs in their development. He, Tottenham, I think, is where he got into their um, youth academy, is at Tottenham, Mm -hmm. Um, plays defense. He's a defender. So I think think he's just going to be solid. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it's it's fun to highlight who they play for because so many players on this list play for very large names in world soccer. Yeah, it's not just like second division or third division pro teams. It's like Premier League. Right top of the table um the other one i want to highlight i think he's the same for you is just tim wea <laughs> yeah that was that was one definitely yeah. and i have him written down on here <clears throat> i have a few other ones uh but i mean he plays for like one of the best clubs in the world as an 18 year old as an 18 and he's on the first team yeah and, and he's, he's american sc- and he scored a goal he plays for paris saint germain yeah and uh he, every day he's playing with neymar and Di Maria, right? Is Di Maria plays for PSG. Neymar, PSG. Cavani. 
yeah, it's just the talent level because PSG is just buying these players yeah like crazy for large amounts. Like he's getting to he's getting the opportunity. Mbappe. Mbappe. He's getting the opportunity as an eighteen year old. I don't know, just to play with some players that are they're just, a cut above the cut above. Yeah. In in general. And even coming out of like an academy. Right. Um and he's been yeah, he's been <clears throat> at PSG since he was like fifteen. Yeah. So, so he's been there for a while. He's been in their system. He lives on their training grounds. Like yeah. he just walks, you know. So I think coming out of like a normal academy, like if I think about just any player that let's say is in a Chelsea Academy, uh, eighteen years old, gets to play on the first team, like sit on the bench or whatever that is. Like, yes, I'm a I'm a huge Chelsea fan. Um, but they don't have all the best players, you know, like they don't, they have some players on their, their first team that start that you wouldn't really know of. And it's not like it's, Mm -hmm. yes, they're a good team. Um, but you look at like PSG, these players have played for like Real Madrid and just like these powerhouse teams. Right. And it's not like these are new people in the league. Like these are veteran players that are just outstanding, you know? like you said, just highly elevated players, and he's getting the chance as an 18-year-old to play underneath some of, like, the best players in the world. Yeah. Um, just just in training, pl- going against yeah. these players. <clears throat> and then getting to play for the U.S. Like, that's... I feel that like... Ta- to have that talent on the on the team is pretty incredible, I think. Yeah, and from it... From where U.S. soccer's been in the past. It feels like confidence is so important in sports and... I don't know. It just feels like you you go onto any soccer field as Tim Weah, knowing that you belong because you're an 18 year old on the first team of PSG. You know, like yeah, like how does that? I mean, I can't imagine what that feels like. like, You you belong on any soccer field in the world. Like it doesn't matter where it is, what the tournament is. Picked first. (laughs) Like you belong there. And I thought it was his dad, George Weah. Mm-hmm. AC Milan for a long time. PSG. PSG. And Monaco. Yep. Like he was a. Three a, really big clubs, yeah. like 200 and, caps. And like some of these play, like you look at these players that are coming up on these rising videos, um, a few of them, their dads played like professionally or coached really, you know, coached, mm-hmm. coached, but none like Tim Weah, where you have a dad that. Is like, like a legend at a player, couple of different like clubs. player of the world before. Yeah. Like, that's that's like, and he's also the pres- president of Liberia now. Yeah, like that's insane. <laughs> or Libya, so you, Lib- <laughs> Libya, and your dad, your dad is George Weah, and I think I talked about that in the rising video was, <clears throat> like, if you put on a Weah jersey, like everybody knows who yep. Weah is, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> just a little side note, I thought it was funny in the beginning of the video. He talks about how he was like six years old, and his dad was like, "Hey man, you're like you know who your dad is?" Or some guy was like, "Hey, you know who your dad is?" And he's like, "No, I don't know. He's my dad. I don't know." Mm-hmm. And he like started looking at videos of his dad and like just seeing how awesome his dad was at soccer. Yeah, like that'd be crazy. Yeah. Looking up YouTube videos. There's another guy, uh, real quick. Um Well, we just lost another <laughs> <laughs> recording. Gosh dang. Did it did it catch all my Tim Wayne stuff, I wonder? Yeah. About his dad. Yeah. Yeah. So the other player, real quick, that I want to highlight before you jump into what you were gonna share. Yep. Um as Christian Roldan. I think I think it rolled on. Rolled on. Yep. Roldan, rolled on. I think he, again, has the potential, like, just where he came from and, and having that mindset of um, he didn't play for those development academies. He didn't play for any of those big-name clubs. 
Um, but he just stayed where he was born and played for his local high school and mm-hmm. wanted to win championships there and won three out of the four years that he was there. Um, just really says something to like his character, who he is. Um, real quick, I should have mentioned this before, but he has two immigrant parents, one from El Salvador mm-hmm. and one from, I forget the other, <clears throat> but they moved to the small city in LA, which was mostly immigrants and maybe people that didn't have the most opportunities like some of the others. And um, he chose to stay with his friends in his school because he liked it and was proud of like where he was from. I don't know. I think as a player too, like I didn't say this before, but like you would want that on your team, like yeah. being proud of, you know, that's somebody you want to play with. And yeah, yeah. And, and that, and, and in his story about like, <clears throat> he didn't even, the idea behind it of like, he didn't even put his hand on his heart when he was in the national anthem, like before a game in high school, because he didn't know where he was going to end up playing. And he wanted like it to be really special when he mm-hmm. did it with a USA jersey on. And now he gets to do it. Yeah. I know, thought that like, was a cool little. Um, so, yeah, I think he's going to be a really cool player just to kind of see develop and plays for a good team in the MLS, Seattle Sounders. And Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to keep it short because we just have to we take three steps forward and two steps yeah. back. It's taken a long time to get through this. And I'm sure our wives are wondering <laughs> where we're at. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to point, point out. Uh, the three different uh, players, Christian Pulisic, 19 from Pennsylvania, Josh Sargent from Missouri, 18, Weston McKinney, 19 from Texas, Schalke, Werder Bremen, Dortmund, reverse order of what I said. Yeah, yeah. And they, yeah, we just have such talented players playing at the top flight of German football. Um it's just really exciting. And actually playing. And actually like playing. On the field. Yeah. Um, actually playing important roles uh, on the team, especially in Christian Pulisic's case. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, arguably the most talented American player ever already. Yeah. Um, and that's a lot to put on, on somebody. But just the role that he's already playing at 19 for Dortmund feels like it's just one of the biggest roles that an American player has ever played. Uh, we, we, there's other players and, um, you know, but it just, it just feels like because of his age, uh, it's just, uh, something important mm-hmm. to note, but it feels like Josh Sargent is right on the heels of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, with what, what he's already doing at Werder Bremen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, like you mentioned Cameron Carden Vickers, um, Weston McKinney. I, I like, uh, the look of our defense going forward. Mm-hmm. I like that they, highlighted uh basically a first 11 yeah, yeah with with the players that they had mm-hmm. and uh yeah uh i'm very excited deandre edlin yeah, playing for rafa benitez yeah. back in the premier league with newcastle mm-hmm. and seems to really have found his spot there with newcastle yeah and he's the old one on the team at 25 you know of those 11 that mm-hmm. are being highlighted yeah and uh yeah so i think the future is bright yeah, any any closing closing thoughts as we end this recording? No, I think it's just like you said, I think it's just really cool to see all these young players in the US from the US that can go and play at a high level um especially like in a German league. That that's like that's that's just so much different of a level too than yeah. If you're going to go play in Spain or Italy or you know any of these places, it's just different. Um Yeah. It definitely it watching these videos which 
highly recommend go watch all of them. Yeah. Each one's less than 10 minutes. Yeah. And it definitely made me feel like maybe people weren't wrong about the soccer revolution, mm-hmm. uh, but they just expected it to happen too soon, and we really needed like a whole generational yeah. turnover. Yeah, They're all almost the exact same age. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, maybe this is when like all of the investment that we've been putting in, we've been past. putting in for the past twenty years, people, yeah, yeah that nineteen ninety eight, <laughs> you know, people yeah. expected us to be really good after we hosted the the tournament, yeah, uh, in ninety four, and then we and then we crashed out of the tournament in ninety eight, yeah. but. Hey, if we hosted a tournament in '94, people got really into it. People got married over the next couple of years. Started having kids in '98. Yeah. We're just now seeing what might the be the results of that. Yeah, it makes me, <clears throat> it makes me really excited for like Malachi and my kids to be a part. Like to know that, uh, just soccer's changing mm-hmm. from even like when I was a kid. That the opportunity is actually yeah. there. Yeah, like when I was a kid. Like, there were still really good clubs, but, like, the odds of me, like, coming from Arizona to play for, like, a university were really hard mm-hmm. and just not, like, as po- like as highly possible as playing football or something different. Right, because we didn't have D1 soccer at a state college. We don't. In, no, we didn't. Yeah, we do now. At Grand Canyon, yep. right? Yeah, which is they're, – they're a really good team. Like, yeah. Grand Canyon's doing awesome. And um, – but – I think, like, for my kids, knowing that soccer is going to be more <clears throat> watched and more talked about and just more of a accepted sport, I mm-hmm. guess I could say, as far as, like, people not hating on it all the time. Uh, I'm just excited to see, like, hopefully my kids, like, I really want my kids to play soccer. And I just think there's so much better, better opportunities. There's better training. There's better coaching staffs. Yeah. Um, better recruiting. Like, just all of the things that come with a growing love of a sport just hopefully it continues to stay that way, you know, over the next couple of years. Well, awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this. Hope you're excited about world cup 2026 when we'll get to mm-hmm. see the, the U S men's national oh, team so hoist the trophy. <laughs> uh, and yeah, tell other people about this. Um, subscribe, subscribe. We, we enjoy all 30 of you yeah. that listen. <laughs> And uh, we'll see you next episode.